0: Then this week there comes on page 163 of the Lebanese print, page 127 of the Egyptian print, the saying of Shaykh Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, giving the evidence for the first pillar. Beginning with that, he said, Fadalir al Shahada. Shahid Allahu Aminu La ilaha illahu wa al-Malaikatu wa ulul ilm Qa'iman bil Qisd La ilaha illahu al-Aziz al Al-Ayah min Surah Ali Imran He said, so the proof for the testification, for the, shaha- for the Shahada, so the proof for the testification is, and he mentions the ayah from Surah Ali Imran, the third Surah, ayah 18. With the explanation, Allah bears witness that none has the right to be worshipped but Him. And likewise the angels and the people of knowledge bear witness. He who who maintains justice, none has the right to be worshipped but Him. The Almighty, the All-Wise. Fawzan said in explanation, his saying he the most high, Shahida, meaning he bore witness or he testified. Shaykh Fawzan said, meaning he judged. Wa qada, and he ordained or decreed. Wa atlama and he informed. Wa and he made clear. Wa al And he made it binding. With apologies to all the brothers and sisters and those who are listening here to break the lesson with an announcement. I mean, I'm glad to people are, are, are part of the park their car in a, in a crazy place. and people would learn their lesson that, Jum'a'a khuddas and conferences and lessons do not have to be broken up by announcements for people who missed parked their cars. Allah must So could C or G looks like a G. (laughs) The owner of GX52 YGR, a silver Toyota, who's placed it for some unapparted reason in the library car park, please remove that car from that place. Okay. Then to uh, try and continue with the lesson, So Shaykh al Allah, He was just explaining the first word in the ayah Shahid Allah uh, He bore witness meaning, Allah bore witness He said meaning He judged And he ordained And he informed And he made clear And he made it binding so a shahada, bearing witness from Allah, revolves around these five meanings judging and decreeing and informing and clarifying and making binding. So the meaning of shahida, he bore witness. Is he the perfect and most high decreed it upon his servants? And he caused them to know of it. And he informed them. And he made it binding upon them that La ila illahu made it binding upon his servants, Ibadahu, that none has the right to be worshipped except him. And there's a slight printing error in the uh, in this Lebanese edition here, not in the Egyptian one, where it says Everdahu, Everdahu, There's a dot appeared on the heart uh, at the end, which makes it look like "Eibada." It shouldn't be; it should be without the dots on the on the heart uh, at the end. So, with all those five meanings, that none has the right to be worshipped but Him. And Shafarzani explains the next part of the ayah, la ilaha. None has the right to be worshipped. He said, this is la, la unafiyah. This is a negating or a denying la. <coughs> which negates everything which is worshipped besides Allah. The la, it negates what follows it, ilaha. <coughs> there is none who has the right to be worshipped. So it's a negation of everything which is worshipped besides Allah. Illahu. Except for Him. But Him. Shaykh Razan said, this affirms worship for Allah alone. In the first part, La Ilaha negates worship for everything, besides Allah. Everything is worship besides Allah, that's negation of it. La Ilaha. nothing, None has a right to worship except him, affirms worship for Allah alone. And the meaning of ilaha <laughs> illahu the meaning of that none has the right to be worshipped but him, Shah said, it means la bihaqqin illallah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The meaning of this phrase is there is nothing that is worshipped in truth, there is nothing that is worshipped, worshipped rightfully, except Allah, the perfect and most high. <coughs> as for those who are worshipped besides Allah, Shaykh al Azam makes the point here that there are actually, as we, as we see, as we know we see on the face of the earth, there are many things which people worship besides Allah. the sheikh makes the point. As for those things which are worshipped besides Allah, then worship of it is False. I mean, it happens, but it's false worship. False and futile. Because of his saying, He the Most High, ذَٰلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَأَنَّنَا يَبْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ هُوَ الْبَاطِلُ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْعَلِيمُ وَكَبِيرُ Surah Al-Hajj, the 22nd Surah, Ayah 62. With the explanation, that is because Allah, He is al haq that's because Allah, He is the true God, <laughs> deserving all worship, and those whom they call upon besides Him are futile and false. And Allah, He is the Most High, the Most Great. Sheikh Al-Fazan said, "He, the Most, He, the Perfect and Most High, testifies to His own unity and right to all worship." And He is the most truthful one who speaks. <laughs> and His bearing witness, He the perfect and most high, is the truest testification there can be. Because it comes from one who is Hakim, all wise, Khabir, all aware, Alim, all knowing. He knows everything. So therefore it is a testification which is true. Wal mala'ika Shaykh of continues with the explanation of the ayah, <speaking in> wal <Hebrew> mala'ika and the angels, Shaykh of said, they testify that none has the right to be worshipped but him. And they, the angels, they are a species of beings whom Allah created to worship Him. They are honorable angels, honored servants. Allah created them to worship Him. They declare His perfection night and day, and they never slacken. And also Allah created them to carry out his commands in the creation. He entrusted them with implementing whatever he commanded. He the Perfect and Most High from the affairs of the creation. So every angel from them is entrusted with a duty. And their testification, their Shahada, their testification is a true testification. Because they are people of ilm, they are people of knowledge and of ibadah and of worship and of awareness, ma'arifah of Allah, the mighty and majestic. And they are from the most excellent of the creation. <coughs> along with the point of disagreement. Which is are the righteous Humans more excellent than the angels, or are the angels more excellent than the righteous humans? There being disagreement about that point, Sheikh is saying overall, I, in either case, the angels are from the most excellent of the creation. In either case, the only slight disagreement amongst the scholars is with regard to righteous righteous humans, not wicked humans. There's no that doesn't enter into it, but righteous human beings or Obedient to their Lord by choice. Are they better? Or are the angels better? There's a disappointing disagreement there. Just on that one point. But overall then, no doubt, the angels are from the most excellent of the creation. And the Sheikh Hafizan said, their testification, because of all their qualities, because of their worship of their Lord, their obedience to their Lord, their testification is a true testification. And he moves on, And the people, <coughs> the meaning, and the people of knowledge. <coughs> Shahrazan said, they are of two categories. People of knowledge are of two categories. The possessors of knowledge are of two categories. The angels, who have already been mentioned, and the second category are, أُولُ الأَوْمِ, from mankind. The possessors of knowledge, from mankind. So two categories are mentioned here, the angels bear witness, and the second category is, and they being possessors of knowledge, no doubt, and the second category are the people of knowledge, possessors of knowledge from mankind. Then Sheikh Razan said, and all of the possessors of knowledge, do not testify, except with something that is true, contrary to the case with those who are ignorant people for their testification is not counted. And every species from the creation of Allah bears witness for Allah, of His unity. And that none has the right to be worshipped but Him. Then Sheikh al makes an important point. He says, I so just mentioned that Allah the Most High bears witness in this ayah, that none has the right to be worshipped but Him. And the angels likewise bear witness to that and the possessors of knowledge from mankind bear witness to that as well. the <coughs> said. And this is a case of tashrif, a case of showing the honor and nobility of the people of knowledge. Since Allah joined their testification along with his testification, he the perfect and most high and with the testification of his angels. He counted the testification of the people of knowledge from the creation. And this shows their excellence and their nobility, this shows their excellence and their nobility, and their status, and they are testifying to the greatest matter which can be testified to and it is at Tawheed. So, no doubt this is a, a proof for the excellence of the people of knowledge. That Allah has joined their testification to his testifying, the testifying of the, and the testifying of the angels. To that he joined the testifying of the people of knowledge and counted it, mentioned it and counted it. And the testification here as Sheikh Farzan said, is to the greatest thing that, ca- that can be borne witness to, which is the Tawheed of Allah, the Most High. Then Shaykh Fawazan said, and what is meant by ulul ilm? What is meant by the possessors of knowledge? Ahlul ilm shar'i. Are the people of knowledge of the legislation. I mean the people of knowledge of Islamic knowledge. Not as is said by some people that it means that people of the knowledge means the people of industry and agriculture. you saying of some people these days who, who, don't, who don't know what they say that in the texts when we find mention about people of knowledge it means the knowledge of, of modern day knowledge science and agriculture and industry and the like. Right. They say that's what, that's what they're, they're the people of knowledge. And then they demote uh, correct knowledge. It's just memorized it's just wrote memorized knowledge or the like of that. Which, is correct in that point here that what is meant by the people of knowledge, as it occurs in this ayah, is knowledge of the people, or the people of the knowledge of the legislation, Islamic knowledge. Not as some people say, that the people of knowledge who are meant are the people of industry and agriculture. So those people, it is not said about them, Ahlul Ilm, that they are people of knowledge. Unrestrictedly, it's not said they are the people of knowledge, unrestrictedly, because their knowledge is limited in scope, and is restricted. Rather, it is to be said, in about such people, knowledge of industry, knowledge of agriculture, and so on. A person who has such knowledge. It is to be said, this person is knowledgeable about arithmetic. This person is knowledgeable about engineering this person is knowledgeable about medicine but it is not said about them that they are ahlul ilm they are the people of knowledge unrestrictedly because this term is not used unrestrictedly except for the people who have knowledge which is the ilm al legislative knowledge knowledge of islamic knowledge And also, then he makes a a second point, moving on the same matter, and also most of those people, I mean those who have knowledge of arithmetic and engineering and so on, (coughs) he said most of those people are people who have only worldly knowledge. And amongst them are atheists whose knowledge mostly only increases them in ignorance concerning Allah, the Mighty and Majestic. Amongst them, there are many people who are atheists, amongst such people. Their knowledge only increases them mostly in ignorance concerning Allah, the Mighty and Majestic. And in self-delusion and in atheism. As you can see today in the disbelieving nations, that they are advanced with regard to industries and with regard to agriculture. However, they are kuffar, they are disbelievers. So how could it be said that they are the Ahlul-Alm, they are the people of knowledge? Those whom Allah has mentioned in His saying, وَأُولُ الْأَوْم, and the possessors of knowledge. In the ayah, that they are the possessors of knowledge, they also bear witness. How can it be said that that is what it meant? These type of people. This is not at all feasible. And he said, given a further evidence for this, but they are not the ones meant by people of knowledge. The people of knowledge. It doesn't mean those people. <coughs> and likewise, his saying, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَى اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ Surah Fatir, the 35th surah, ayah 28. With the explanation, It is only those who have knowledge amongst his slaves that fear Allah. Shaykh Fawzan said, what is meant is ulama al-shara, the scholars of the legislative knowledge, the scholars of Islamic knowledge, those who truly know Allah, <coughs> and who truly worship Him, and who fear Him. As for those people, in the people that possessive worldly knowledge, only worldly knowledge, As for those people, then most of them do not fear Allah, the mighty majestic. Rather they disbelieve in Allah and reject him. And they claim that the world has no Lord. And that rather nature brought it about and controls it. As is the case with the communists. They reject the Lord, the perfect and most high even though they have worldly knowledge. So how then could we say those people, they are Ahlul and they are the people of knowledge. This is a walaat, this is an error. So al-ilm, knowledge, is not applied, the term knowledge, al-ilm, is not applied unrestrictedly, except to its true people. And it is a noble title, which cannot be applied to atheists and disbelievers, such that it is said, they are Ahlul alim, They are the people of knowledge. This cannot be said. al-Fawzan said, So the angels and the possessors of knowledge, they bear witness to Allah's unity and sole right to worship. Therefore, the saying of others besides them from the atheists and the people of shirk and the Sabaeans those who disbelieve in Allah the mighty majestic is not counted. Allah the Most High bears witness and the angels bear witness and the people of knowledge the true people of knowledge bear, that all of them bear witness that none has a right to be worshipped except Allah. So then after that sheikh said so there's no account is taken of the saying, of the witness of the saying, of the atheists, the people of Shirk, and the Sabiians, those who disbelieve in Allah, the mighty majestic. Those people, they are not counted. Neither they, nor their saying. Because it is something contrary to the testification of Allah, and the testification of of His angels, and the testification of those possessing knowledge from His creation. Then he moves on, the explanation of the ayah. And he's saying, قَائِمًا بِالْقِسْطِ The explanation, maintaining justice. He maintains justice. Shaykh Ruzan said this phrase here is mansoob. It's in the accusative case. حَلَى الْحَالِ الْحَالِ من شَهِدًا a point here. There is, this phrase here is in the accusative case, indicating a hal, indicating a state. Along with, he bore witness. In other words, whilst bearing witness, he maintains justice. Meaning, whilst establishing justice, he the perfect and most high. He bears witness whilst he establishes justice. He the perfect and most high. And the word, al-qist means al-adl. It means justice. Meaning, Allah the perfect and most high establishes justice in everything and al adl justice is the opposite of al-jawr al-jawr injustice and he the perfect and most high is hakamun adl he is a just judge nothing but justice comes from him in everything in other words, meaning that nothing that Allah does is unjust. Nothing whatsoever that He does is unjust. La ilaha None has the right to be worshipped but Him. Shaykh fazan said, this emphasizes the first sentence. At the beginning, where the testification was mentioned, Shahid Allahu la ilaha illahu. The explanation that Allah bears witness that none has the right to be worshipped but Him. And then again, at the end of the ayah, La ilaha None has the right to worship but him. Shaykh said, this is an emphasis for the first sentence. It's repeated for emphasis, to emphasize the point. Al-Aziz, Al-Hakim. With explanation, the Almighty, the All-Wise. Shaykh said, these are two names of Allah. Al-Aziz, the Almighty, and Al-Hakim, the All-Wise. They are two names of Allah, the mighty and majestic, comprising two attributes from His attributes. And they are al-Izza, might, and al-Hikmah, wisdom.